Bonsoir et mes camarades de jeu, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison and is available on the Chaosium website. Our maitre de jeu is Mick Swan, and this is episode seven. So without any further delays, commencez notre voyage dans le ténèbre. Tom. Oh, well, you finally made camp. It was a grueling march. It wasn't really that far, but having to do it through back roads and, and old tracks, getting 50 odd men to dive out of the way whenever you thought someone might be coming on horseback, that takes its toll. And uh, you were very glad of the opportunity to set up camp just in the woods outside Saint-Germain. After establishing some sentries and uh, staking out the perimeter, Sergeant Renault gave the order that uh, all men not involved in sentry duties were to get a couple of hours sleep to prepare for this evening's uh, mission. He wants you all fresh and rested. So with that to mind, you take to your beds, well, I say beds, they're quite rough and ready accommodation, a bedding roll on the ground under a sheet of tarp. But you manage to get a couple of hours sleep. Not bad sleep. Sadly, your sleep is disturbed. Um, could you all give me a listen roll, please? I'm afraid I drank too much. I got 96. 97. I got a 31 out of 35. The other two? Do you Pass? Fail? No, 90 out of my 20. Yeah. 82, I failed. Okay. Uh, Beaumont, you're um, suddenly awoken by the sound of shouting, angry shouting. Um, I'll get up and, um, and go towards the direction of the, the shouting. Now, um, I imagine because it's dark, there's maybe a campfire, torches, or something like that. Do I see like uh, torches going in a certain direction? You can see you can see a few torches moving around. Um, you can see a group of men clustered around. Uh, I'll, I'll run up to them and I'll say, "What's what's going on? What's what's all this racket?" The man the man looks at you with a, a, a shocked expression for a moment, as though he doesn't know what to say. And then says, um, oh, um, it, it's terrible, it's terrible. A man, he came in, um, um, the, 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 the sergeant, the sergeant, he, he's Slow dead. When, when he says he's dead, I'll, I'll look shocked and I'll say, uh, slow down, calm down, explain. Um, uh, Duchamp was, was patrolling. Um, it, it, he, was, he was set to sentry duty to patrol inside the camp. Um, 
and he heard a noise from Sergeant Renault's tent, and that he, he was he, he was reticent at first because he he, he was worried about uh, di disturbing the sergeant. But he, uh, he he banged on the flaps of the tent and and looked in, and 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 th this this man this 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 reprobate was 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 standing over the sergeant with with a with a knife and the sergeant's throat slit so we have the man in custody yes okay so i will i'll say um make sure he's guarded well i'll get the others and we will meet you over there and then i'll go well, and do, i'll do, I, duchamp duchamp said we 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 should we should uh, we should just hang the man outright but, oh, but oh, I, we, I thought it's it's better it's it's better that that you you were you were his unit. You should right. you should decide what we do. All right. And I'll I'll uh, pat him on the shoulder and I'll say I'll meet you over there. And I'll run and I'll I'll uh, wake up the the rest of you guys. And I will let you know. I'll say. Um, huh? What? 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 What is going uh, on? Oh, uh, we have a situation. Apparently, the sergeant has been murdered in his sleep. Mon Dieu. Come, we, we, we need to gather together. Uh, they have caught the, the culprit, um, so we need to find some information out. Wake up, wake up everyone, wake up. What, what, what is this business? Our sergeant, he has been murdered. What? Murdered? No, no, no. Come, come. He was we just in the Pressy, wake up. Huh? Come, come. It's not morning yet. Jean, the sergeant, he has been murdered. Oh. Oh. Murdered? Well, I, I start just getting myself ready. I, and we, uh, no. we come uh, immediately following with, with all of you, the, mo the moment you wake up, you can hear the, 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 the clatter from outside. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole camp is meant to be silent meant to be keeping a low profile, but um, there, quiet, there is a, quiet. A, a persistent murmur of discontent now. Um, by the time you get over to where they're holding the man, um, it looks like one or two of the soldiers have, have um, had a go on him. And um, He's certainly had a a, 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 a a decent kicking. You know, he's um, his eyes are swollen. Um, the bridge of his nose is split. It looks like his nose was broken a long time ago. Anyway, One is he? Is it? Are his hands tied behind his back? Um, they are. His hands are tied behind his back. Um, his leg, his uh, ankles are tied together as well. He's sitting uh, against the uh, the tent, the, the, the front post of the tent. So he's not actually in the tent, but he's sitting I, uh, the tents. I I grab him by his clothes under his neck and on his back, and I yank him up and I kneel him down in front of Beaumont. I'm holding him. I'm gonna throttle him to it. Death is too good for him. Cut his thumbs off and take his eyes. Now hold on him 
a minute. What, what is this madness? If, if he's killed the, uh, the sergeant, then perhaps there's a reason this happened. So my friend here, and I'm going to walk over to him and kind of crouch down in front of him. My friends want to, as you may have heard, cut your thumbs off and do other terrible, rather unspeakable things to you. Now, if you work with me, perhaps you can keep your thumbs. Who knows? You may even have more thumbs than I, I do by the end of this, if you're lucky. So now is the time to speak up and tell me this thing. Why have you done it? And who have you done it before? He, he simply um, spits at you. And, and <laughs> something um, really, really quite shocking about your mother. I, I box his ear. I say, answer him. <clears throat> I... Uh, <clears throat> What I'll do is um, I'll, I'll find a, another soldier and I'll tell him to get, uh, gather a few men and gather up um, some firewood for going to build a pyre. No, no, no. That is too much. Too much attention. We can't, have, can't be burning people at this stake in the middle of town. No, no, no. I, um, uh, one, of, one of the soldiers... Um, who's been standing next to you while since you arrived um, where the prisoner is um, it's just, but uh, with, without, without the sergeant is, is, is the, the mission are we still are, 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 does anyone else know what the plan is we serve, a, we serve a higher power than the sergeant my friend do not worry the we plan goes as, 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 uh, as, as we had uh, arranged it I, uh, I sort of reposition myself with my hand around the guy's throat. And I've got out my knife, and I've got it jammed right into the, the small of his back. So unless he answers, I'm going to keep jabbing him right in the back. And uh, Bobon can't see me doing this. <laughs> um, his he, question, why are you here? He, he continues to make a series of um, choice and unpleasant oaths. Okay. Um, instead, of, instead of the pyre, um, I'll, I'll have the men build a, a small fire and uh, give, give me some irons. Um, like, yeah, a bar of iron. We're, we're going to get some answers out of him. I see. Quite the plan. Well, uh, perhaps we should check something a little more uh, immediate first. I'm going to look over this guy's pockets or whatever he may have on him. Do I see anything that gives any information about where he may have come from? Um, he has uh, a broken clay pipe, just the, the bowl and a little bit of stem, um, some, some very, very poor quality tobacco, um, a tinderbox, uh, the knife and um, a bit of old twine. Other than that, there's, there's nothing else in his pockets. Quite a collection of riches, my friend. Well, uh, Beaumont, Dupois, deal with him. I will calm the camp down and uh, 
One way or another, we will seize the end of this day. Okay. Well, Bone, uh, could he have been working with anybody else? Should should we should we check the woods? Uh, if you want to search, take someone with you. Do not go alone. Uh, I will go with you. Okay. Yeah, I'll take Hugo. Who's yell? Excellent. Um, before we begin, Bomo, we must make it so he cannot make any noise. So we uh, do our best to muffle him. <laughs> I say, I say, you have one last chance. You can tell us who sent you, why you are here, and we will dispatch you quickly, or we will torture you to death. Oddly, at this um, suggestion, he uh, he stops his uh, ranting and shouting for a moment and just looks at you and says, um, nobody sent me here. I came of my own volition. Are you a thief? I don't believe them. Are the men gathering the wood that I asked? Starting this fire. Well, there's already probably little fires if you want to put an iron in the. Yeah, I'll, I'll set one in there. Okay. Well, I'm going to gag the guy up and uh, time securely and let Beaumont have his way with him. Okay. All right. Well, it takes about 10 minutes for the. Uh, to build the fire up a little bit and, and heat the iron up to All right. to red heat. All right, let's see. I'm thinking of a nice little place to start. Hmm. Poise? <laughs> I'll ask him again. Give us the information that we want and this will be over quickly. I, I don't know what you want. We want to why, know are, why are you here? Why did you come here? There were men in the woods. I wanted to know who it was. Why did you murder him? Because he was a soldier. So, you make it a habit of murdering soldiers. What is your name? He just looks at the ground. I take the hot iron and I place it under his chin and I lift his chin up with the, the iron and it's sizzling under his chin and I'll say, he asked you a question. Well, we got to gag him before you burn him, because if he screams out, everybody in the whole countryside is going to hear him yelling. Well, that might be a warning to would-be assassins. We're supposed to be in a covert operation. I or, thought, Dufois, you said you already gagged him. Yeah, I've, I've already gagged him. At this point, I think we're just going to kill him. Well, he, may, he makes a muffled scream when you, when you do this. All right, 
and after his, his screams subsides, I'll have I'll have you uh, take the gag off. And are you ready to answer our questions? Who are you? Why are you here? I th I thought if I did it, you might give me something. Who? Comte. You wanted something from the Comte. You were trying to impress him? Yes, so much, and we have nothing. I know you're here for him. Who else would you be here for? I, uh, He's, of course, tied up and secured. Uh, I take uh, Beaumont uh, a few steps away, turn turn our backs to the guy. I say, uh, I do not know this business. This man seems out of his mind. Perhaps we should lock him up somewhere. You know, we're going we're gonna to execute him for what he did. We, we need our information, though. We want to know if he was specifically sent to take us out. He may not know. At this point, I imagine he would have already given up that information. Both of you make um, psychology. Uh, Nine. Nine. Uh, nope, 88 out of 20. What is my psychology? I got 20, I got 17 out of 20. So that actually made it. Well... By the way he speaks, the, the, the quality of his diction and articulacy, um, it's pretty clear to you that this man is an idiot. Whether or not that means he's incapable of guile is another matter entirely, but he, he's certainly a a, a dullard, a chetan. I think we should not waste our time. I don't think he knows anything. Just hang in and be done with it. It is almost time for us to go anyway. Babon. Let's see. All right. You know what? Yes, let's, let's, uh, Well, let's, yeah, let's see if uh, Babang has uh, any questions that he may want to ask or if there's anything else that we want to do before we execute him. Babon, you are our acting sergeant now. You are next in line. Such is the burden of command. Uh, well, what did you find of use from him? Nothing. Uh, I think he is an idiot. Uh, then uh, do what you must. Find him a, a nice shallow grave to rest in, and uh, we shall uh, uh, make our way into the... Uh, the Comte's manner at the appointed time. 
And what of uh, Sergeant Renault? Uh, well, perhaps he and his murderer will share a grave. Uh, uh, final irony in his life. But uh, otherwise, we do, not have, we do not have time to take him with us. I don't know. Well, and the men are already quite rattled as it is. I don't think uh, having the uh, sergeant in the cart will help any. It's it's presumed that you, there would be a couple of men staying back at the at the camp. Right. I say I say right. we don't bury this criminal. If we're going to hang him, leave him for the crows. We bury him six feet up up above the ground <laughs> in the tree. Yeah, so leave him here. We'll worry about that tomorrow. Uh, but. Uh, we don't have to do that. We need to begin our operation. Uh, leave some of the other soldiers here to hang the man. That is uh, entirely I, I, acceptable. I then spit on the guy. and uh, You killed a great man. I don't know if I'm here or still searching the perimeter, but I think the, the soldiers should see him hang just for morale purposes. You know what I mean? Like, at least they don't find anything. By the way, there's no one. There's no one else out there. The the, the woods, as they were when you when you walked through them on, on the uh, pressy. Um, no, that's not right. Pressy's one of you, isn't he? Um, <laughs> pressy and Hujal went. Myself went to. Oh, I can't even remember now what the. See, it's because we haven't played for for two weeks, and then I. Yeah. I've forgotten salient details. Um, anyway, the town. Poissy? <laughs> Poissy, that's it. Um, yes, as it was when you when you walked to Poissy, the uh, the forest is eerily quiet. And there's no sign of anyone outside the camp. You're relatively secure in, 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 in the uh, conclusion that this, this man was acting alone. Um, although he seems quite large and clumsy, how he managed to get in stealthily is odd, but we presume he just knows the woods well. well let us gather our troops and begin our move towards Poissy. What's, uh, what do the sentries say along? Have they seen anyone coming and going towards the, the Comte's uh, chateau? Yeah, there, there was a coach that went past a little while ago as to whether it was going to the chateau or not. They, they, they have no idea. Okay. Um, but it's, as you talk to a few of the men, one thing that becomes clear is that Ugel uh, is, is quite right. M morale is quite low it's it's uh, it's it's shocked the men um, the fact that someone has just wandered into the site and killed the man who was effectively your commanding officer for this mission oh, me. um, it's sent a, 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 a ripple of disquiet some of the more superstitious men think it's a, a, a a bad omen.
dead air is a crime. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Listen, men, do your jobs. We are all, we all know what the, the plan is. The plan is uh, given to us by the authorities higher up than us. We must continue our mission. Obey your orders. I would like to, uh, yeah, I'd like to try singing, just to try to raise morale. Uh, uh, a, a rather talented singer, and I know that can have effect on feelings. I don't plan on belting out to where you'd hear me across the, uh, for long distances, but if I'm in the center of camp, I'd like to do that to at least try to raise morale some. Except Sergeant Renault has just been murdered. Something with spirit. Let's uh, uh, string this man up. And the men need to know this mission now. This mission is their chance for vengeance. Exactly. Sure, I Um, wasn't not suggesting a a drinking song. (laughs) Give me a a sing roll. A sing roll. Yeah, art and craft sing. I got a hard success, 29 out of 70. Okay, you rouse off a, a belting chorus of um, we should tame. And, uh, well, no, that's, that's several hundred years too early. Um, <laughs> you, 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 you sing a, a very... Um, Some old war song. That's, yes, uh, an, old, an, an old war song about... Um, Honoring fallen comrades and and marching valiantly into battle. There we go. And uh, it stirs many of the men to a sense of uh, vengeance and righteous anger. That sounds good. Which which for now does does a little to do, to um, at least dilute the morale issues. Um, you can see that some some of the men are still clearly worried that something like that has just happened. Pressy, your services are as always invaluable. Well, with that, um, buoyed up a little by the uh, by the the uh, the rousing song, um, you prepare to leave the camp. Okay. And the, 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 the march is um, conducted in silence. It's, it takes about an hour and a half. There are a, a few moments here and there where you, you stop because someone thinks they hear a horse coming, but there's nothing of it. And by about quarter past 11, you arrive in Poissy. Important note. Figure I'll mention it now. I am gonna. I am gonna be taking uh, the sergeant's. Uh, um, what is it? His 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 powder that he got from the uh, from the captain. Okay. Yes, you have a, you have a, the, the the cart as well with the uh, um, swivel gun on it, and. Um, the arrangement, I believe, was for the uh, the the carts to uh, to take away 
prisoners will mm -hmm. be will be arriving a little later. Obviously, the carts is quite noisy, so um, they are coming at a, a, a an allotted time a little later. In the early so that morning. Let us get there and get in position, and then Eugène uh, and I and Beaumont are going to go over the wall. Okay. Well, the, the, the scene in Poissy is, is not as you remember it. Um, there was a lot of noise coming from the inn when you stayed there. And uh, you remember that even getting sleep, you were woken up a few times in the night by the sound of uh, drunkards leaving the inn. But this time... The streets of Poissy are deserted. The inn looks to be firmly shut up. Shutters are closed. You can see only perhaps the slightest crack of light here and there from the corners of windows. Um, it's a strange, almost melancholy air about the place. Just so a sense of ennui has, has, has descended upon this town. This, this strange, strange feeling of foreboding. Um, the weather. Of course, it's like 11.30 at night, isn't it? Hmm. Well, we've been attacked once. Um, and I don't like the idea of marching into an ambush. Perhaps we should check the perimeters, make sure that uh, there's nobody sitting in ambush. Oh, that is what our advanced team is for. So, so um, we get there slightly earlier and we, uh, we go to the wall. This time we have a rope ladder to go up and over. Indeed, yes. Um, so those of you who are going, so it's um, so Baban is going to stay with the uh, the swivel gun, mm -hmm. at least and initially, it's, until it's time to go in. Taking command of the operation, mm -hmm. um, and the other four of you are going over the wall. Is that right? Right. Correct. Yes. We check first to make sure that the guard isn't walking along the path with his lantern. There are you. You, you notice as you, as you're sneaking up to the wall. Um, you do catch a glimpse of the front gate and you notice that uh, there are, there are um, possibly three or four footmen. Maybe more. It's difficult to tell because there's only um, one lantern hanging from the, the well, for, for want of a better word, the sentry box. Um, which is just a little thing. It's just big enough for a man to stand in, really, and right. stay out of the rain. Um, but there definitely, there definitely seems to be more of a presence at the gates tonight. Um, and you can just make out the little glint of some livery. So they're dressed up for the occasion, which kind of indicates that there, there probably there's, is a party. There's a friend, yeah. But sneaking past there, 
and uh, you, you get to your allotted point at the wall. Um, each of you give me a, a climb roll um, and you can add a bonus dice as well because um, you've got the rope ladder. Two, three, so. Fifteen. Zero, eight. Oh, I got an oh, six. Nice. <laughs> so you, um, you're over the, the wall like, um, like a bunch of squirrels straight over and I'd like a jump roll from each of you on the other side please five wow we're getting all these double zero numbers 24 I got a four, uh, got a four. <laughs> we just used up all of our good numbers oh, I know no, right? I do Bowman just doing the backflips oh, the I got a bonus die yes I just made a 41 out of uh, 55. Okay. You just you sort of in, inelegantly um, lower yourself down and just sort of partly jump, partly fall. The wing catch before he hits the ground. Well, if he's last over, he can come down on the rope anyways because he's got to swing it back over our way. As you're... Um, as you're finding your feet and uh, checking your equipment, give me a listen roll. Didn't get a crawl, a good roll. <laughs> I got an 87. I got a fail to 95. Wow, I got an 88. <laughs> 54 out of 55. I made it by one point. That's good. It's good that someone passed. Damn good um, you Michelle, <laughs> you can hear way off in the distance in the direction of the house um, a horrible squealing sound, which is I, very abruptly cut short. I put my hand on uh, Dupois' shoulder and I motion to the other ones to stop and I point, you know, to my ear to listen, but like, you know, making sure if anybody else heard what heard what I heard. What did you hear? Not knowing that they sorry. What if you make another listen roll? Oh, got a nineteen on that one. Cool. Uh four. Those of you who pass this time, you hear in the distance the sound of a dog, not barking, not howling, but a, a, a yelp of pain, again cut short very abruptly. I did the That's it. Ah, sick fucks. They better not be hurting dogs up there. The first one sound didn't sound like a dog, though. I don't know what this was, but the other thing I heard wasn't. The sound you heard sounded very much like a pig. I swear I heard a pig the first time, but... I didn't hear a pig. I heard a dog. I heard a dog just now, yes, also. Let's get down. Let's move through the bushes, through the, the rose bushes. Yeah. See if we can get closer. Okay. Um, pushing through the undergrowth, 
very quietly, very cautiously, you manage to get yourself to a position on the edge um, of the undergrowth. I couldn't think of a synonym for undergrowth there, foliage. Um, you get yourself to a position where you can see the front of the house just. Um, there appear to be a number of torches staked out in the ground. Um, and footmen are, some of them are, are, are holding animals um, on, on ropes and halters at one end of, of the drive. And directly outside the house, there is uh, a man with uh, what just looks like a, a woodsman's axe. And one by one, they are, they are bringing various animals, um, horses, mules, pigs, sheep, deer, dogs. You think you can even see a cow possibly in there. And they're bringing these animals up to him, and he is just beheading them, chopping their heads off. And, and as as he chops the heads off, um, other footmen are collecting the heads, just the heads, and carrying them into the house. What is this insanity? While a, while a few men, um, more roughly dressed than the footmen, are uh, just dragging the carcasses around somewhere, disappearing off to the side of the house. It doesn't strike you as, as someone um, butchering animals for for food. They don't seem to be concerned about the the way the way the carcasses are handled. They're only interested in in the heads, as far as you can see. The man is insane. He's deprived. What is this? How many men are there? Pardon? I'm sorry, how many men are there around? I just heard a bar in the background there. That was really <laughs> creepy. Um, was that in the background there or was that actually here? I'm sorry, that really freaked me out. It was pretty weird. Weird. Um, there are, oh, I would say, there's eight or nine of them. You know, so they're probably about six, six footmen, and then three, maybe four, um, of the more roughly dressed men who are who are dragging the carcasses away. Hmm. This is unexpected. There are people here who look like they could put up a fight. I wanted. To pass Michelle the, the spyglass, since he's the tallest, maybe he could see something that we're missing. Yeah, I, I, I want to look to see how they're armed, um, what sort of weaponry they have, um, if there's any sort of actual patrols, or if they're just sort of guarding this area as the slaughtering is, is taking place. Okay, give me, give me a spot hidden roll, and you've, you've got a bonus dice this time for the, um, uh, the spyglass. All right, uh, 35 out of 
55. Well, in addition to the one man who, who has the, the axe, you can see that some of the men who are um, handling the, the livestock have whips um, and they're using them without restraint. Um, they are they are really beating the animals quite severely. Um, the men dragging the, the the carcasses off don't appear to have any weapons. Um, and you notice that one of the footmen standing by the uh, by the doors to the house um, seems to be holding quite a stout-looking cudgel. And we don't see a party in progress. This is. This is only on the outside. Was um, it that prepping for the party? With this uh, many animals being slaughtered this late at night, perhaps the party's tomorrow? I don't think the animals are going to be fed to the guests. No. Um, I trained my, I trained the uh, spyglass onto the house itself um, and, and try to peer through, I guess, the window, see if there's any sort of activity inside the house. Okay, give me another spot hidden. Oh, it's a 66. Do I get a, still get the uh, bonus? You do, yeah, you still get a bonus. Chance. And that is a 40 out of 55. It's because of the angle, it's quite difficult to see exactly what's going on in the. Uh, in the inside in the hallway but um focusing a little bit with the the spyglass and and steadying yourself on someone's shoulder um you can just make out that there are a couple of footmen in there and you can't quite see where they're taking the animal heads but you can see that someone has what looks like a barrel of wine and appears to be emptying it into uh, a trough mm. of rough, roughly the, the, the size that you might use if um, uh, for, um, for sheep. Okay. Um, I'll look back again to the animals, to the, the animals that are being, um, I guess, dragged to their slaughter. Do they seem to be intoxicated? Uh, no. Hmm. No, the 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 animals are. Are they? They're fighting. They're fighting. At this at this distance, you can clearly hear it. The, the, the there is a cacophony. Um, the animals are terrified. Hmm. Um, the animals are terrified. They're they're in pain. They're they're being uh, beaten. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a truly unpleasant noise. What we need is to make sure that the cult is here. It well, this looks like some sort of cult-like activity to me. So I would assume they would would be. I mean, the um, the, the noise is such that I haven't been asking you to make sanity. Oh, oh um, okay. You you don't need to make stealth rolls at this point because there's no way anyone is going to be able to hear you over that. Okay. If, 
if we could make it to the livery or the stables and see if his carriage is there, that more than likely would mean he is here. If there are a number of carriages, that means there are guests. At least we can try to eliminate it that way. You know, find out what we need. Let me, uh, let me go. I will see if I can see the, uh, if his carriage is indeed here. Should you uh, shall? Should you go back and tell the the acting sergeant? Well, weren't we? There are men with weapons. Uh, I believe we had a. Uh, didn't we have a signal? That That's we to start the whole thing. But yes, we didn't the know signal that. to start the the operation. Okay. Was that someone was to go to the top of the uh, the wall with um, a uh, a blackout lamp, a bullseye lantern. And, okay. Um, I, I, and flash that. I can I can uh, report back uh, unless you want me to wait for you to come back with news whether or not he's here or not. Well, we don't want to start some operation if he's not even here. Right. So I'll wait until you come back with news. All right. That, and then then I'll I'll run over. And so I I hunker down under the bushes and I scooch around as close and as quickly as I can to uh, to see inside the the livery stable to see if his red carriage is here. Is it a red carriage um, or a white carriage? I thought it was uh, white. It's a white carriage with red accents, I believe. Um, there is a carriage fitting that description in, in the coaching house. Um, I pause for a moment to see if I can see in any windows from where I am, since I'm at a different vantage point. Um, you can just about make out what, what you've uh, recognized from your last visit here as the dining room. Okay. Um, there don't appear to be any lights in the dining room at present. And I don't see the Count walking around anywhere inside? or No. All right. So I scooch back around and I start back to where, where the others are. Okay, just as you're getting back to where the others are, um, you hear a noise from the drive. Uh, it's the uh, the sound of horses um, and a very well-appointed carriage trots into view. Um, the carriage is drawn up to the front of the... Uh, it's on the far side of the drive, the other side from you. It's drawn, draws to a halt outside the house and two very well-dressed uh, aristocrats, man and a woman, get out of the carriage. A, a footman opens the door for them and uh, bows in, in an almost comical manner, given that, it, that the man's built like a prize fighter. Um, and they walk up the, the steps. As they get to the door, um, you can see that there's someone waiting inside for them. Um, you can't see from where you are exactly what's going on because of the angle. You can't see you can't see who's inside the door. But what you do notice is just as they're walking in, the woman goes in first, 
and as the man's coming in behind her, he removes his wig. That is strange. I say, uh, the first guest seems to have arrived. Should we wait until other guests have arrived? That's what I was thinking. Um, Surely Babon knows that they have arrived. He would have seen them from the road. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's wait. Uh, find a place where we're well hidden, and we can observe. When when the party is in full swing, I can send the uh, signal. Now, if you still want me to go back to report what we found so far, I could do that. But well, uh, let let you gel go. He is uh, okay. Smaller, he's, quicker, and lighter than us. Yeah, and I'll probably stick out like a sore thumb. Well, Baban, from your position down on the road, um, where you are with, with a group of men by the side of the road with, with the, uh, the hand cart and the, and the gun, mm-hmm. um, you, you have seen the coach go past and it was admitted through the gates. Um, now, back up at the house, after dropping off the aristocrat, aristocrat Aristocrats, not the, the aristocrats. We can hear the aristocrats. Um, yeah, that's that's an, an entirely different film. Um, the coach goes around to the side of the house and is drawn into the uh, coaching house at the back of the building. Um, about. 10 minutes after the first coach another coach arrives and from from then on they 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 arrive quite regularly in all uh nine coaches okay. you imagine must be must be quite close to the uh the capacity of the uh the, the, the the, the building on the back of the house is quite large, but um, nine, nine coaches, and there's one in there already, so that's ten coaches. It's quite a, quite a lot. So we don't have to chain them up. We just have to close the door, lock the door. Now, Ken, at any point, could we see the people getting out of the coaches? They're definitely Aristos. Oh, they're definitely Aristos, yes. You, um, you, even in silhouette, you can see the, the, the high wigs of the women. And, and again, once or twice, not every time, but once or twice, you catch someone, in fact, once even a woman, removing their wig before they enter the building. Nice try. I'm going to make a suggestion. Michel, give the signal, but before you do, uh, Pressy and I will go along the bushes to the wall to where the guardhouse is, and we will uh, 
we will uh, arrest the, the guards uh, at the gate and open it and let everybody in. Uh, you can give your signal just as we get there. Okay, I'll, so I'll hold on to the spyglass um, so I can see whether or not you're, you're successful. Um, however, if something happens and uh, you become overwhelmed or outnumbered, would you like me to fire a shot up in the air, which would be our emergency signal? Well, give the, give the signal anyway. We'll suddenly okay. have other soldiers there with us to, uh, okay. to do the guards if we need to. But it shouldn't be that big of a trouble. We'll have the, the surprise and Very well. soldiers. We, we can certainly handle ourselves with guns and bayonets. When we now, passed the gate, did we see uh, if they were carrying swords or uh, muskets? No, you could only you could see them in um, in silhouette. Okay. Yeah. Are they still slaughtering animals, or has that passed? That seems to have come to an end now. Okay. That would have been a good cover. But there, there, there was a. a I mean, there, there, there is still there's a substantial quantity of blood there. They've they've. Um, uh, they've dumped a couple of barrels of, of what appears to be sawdust on the drive, which strikes you as very odd that they've just butchered them on the drive like that in full view. They've, they've made no effort to. They are depraved. What doing the uh, the carts have had to drive through it. Um, they, they, the carriages rather have had to drive through it to get round to the back of the house. So they've they've trailed these the the cartwheels have trailed this this blood partially round to the side of the house. Is there any music coming from inside? No, not that you can hear. It's not dead quiet though, is it? It's not dead quiet. Now make a listen roll. Twenty six out of I passed, but let me see. Um, a hard, hard success. Hard success. Okay, hard success. Um, and most of the windows in the house are closed. Um, but every now and then when the wind changes, you catch a little something. You hear a little something. And what you hear is, um, once you hear a donkey braying, you, um, another time you hear a, a bark, um, another time you think you hear the sound of a, a barring, but well, given that you made a hard roll, the thing that strikes you as odd about these noises is that it doesn't sound like a, a sheep barring. It sounds like a human voice going, bah! Or a human voice going, ruff, 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 rather than an actual animal. Okay. Hmm. 
and it's it's you know it's it's muffled from inside the house and distant because you're a fair way away from the house but it's a quiet evening and and every now and then you 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 catch it and it's it's sustained i mean it's not just isolated noises there's there's noise there's a sustained noise inside that house Oh, let's let's do this. All right, Yuzhel, are you going to uh, talk to Bubble? Have you gone back up over the over the wall? I thought Michelle was going to do that. He said, "No, Michelle is going to climb up and give the signal when he oh. sees me." Uh, we wanted you to tell Yuzhel uh, to tell Babon that there are men with axes and things like right. that, just so that he's ready. So I'll go do that. Climb roll? Yes, please. 56 out of 40. I just, oh, did I get a bonus? Yeah, you got, you got a bonus. Because of the... Uh, just, just made it. All right. Um, so I get up and over, and I'm going to go... Do you want me to do a jump? Yes, please. Ooh, 67 out of, oh, hold on. I just felt, well, I failed by like almost uh, 10 points. Okay, um, then you can take one point of damage then, please. All right. I told you to take the ballet classes. <laughs> I uh, probably like twisted my ankle a little bit jumping down or strained it or whatnot. But I dust myself off, get back up, and I uh, report back to Babon. You hobble off down to uh, Babon. Sergeant. Yigel, it is good to see you. Uh, what are you doing here? Is everyone okay? Yes. Um, they're going to be sending the signal soon. There are a few more footmen than last time. I believe they had axe and a cudgel on them. Um, Michel Dupois is going to take out the gate men momentarily and then signal when at the same time. I guess I'll go with you through the front gate. And then he said when the signal goes, he's about to take out the gate men and open the gate for you. Um, they're killing animals. I relay a little bit of the story to him so they're a little more aware of what they're stepping into. Merit. It's a... Uh... Yeah. Not exactly this type of party that I would be interested in, but uh, it's a good thing we uh, we're prepared for tonight, eh? Yes. Like we'll catch them with their pantalons down. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I bet you we will. Uh, <laughs> all right, we uh, so we we sneak up as close as we can get to the guard shack. And then it's our intention to jump out suddenly, point our guns at the guards, and say, you're under arrest. Okay, well, um, so it's just you and Pressy? And, uh, oh yes, that's correct. Okay, um, in which case, I'd like you both to make a stealth roll, please. 15 out of... 70, so that is almost an extreme. One point off extreme. 
I, I wasn't that good, but I passed. I got a 47 out of 50. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Dupont, you're, you're a big man, but um, strangely familiar with the, uh, the ways of the ninja. I'm sneaky. And, um, okay, you, you, you get to a, a, a position relatively close to the, uh, the sentry box. And from where you are, you can see that there are, um, I mean, there may have been more men there previously, but currently there are three men there. And um, of those three men, one of them is, is drinking from a bottle of something. Uh, one of them is leaning against the, uh, the sentry box, smoking a pipe. And uh, the other one uh, is standing, looking up the gate uh, with what looks like a, um, could be a musket, but it's probably a shotgun mm -hmm. slung over his shoulder. So I, I, uh, I jump out and hold my gun, and I'm like, gentlemen, do not move. My gun's pointed at the man at the gate. When you say gun, are you, um, is, is that a pistol or a? Musket. Or it's a musket. my musket with a okay. bayonet. Big bayonet. Okay. They, um, they sort of stop for a moment. And uh, the one, the one with the gun turns around, and uh, you you see him sort of wavering for a moment, um, and then he, with one one arm is still holding the, the the shotgun over his shoulder, and the other the other hand goes up like that, and uh, the the other two men, the man with the bottle, um, holds up the bottle and his his hand. And the man with the pipe uh, holds up his pipe. Okay. And and his hand. Pressy, open up the gate. Now, if the guy with the I've got the the bayonet pointed right between the eyes of the the guy with the shotgun. <laughs> and I assume now we can see the signal. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, the moment that I see that you have things under control and that the gate's being opened, I'm going to give the signal. Okay. Uh, well, the, the gate is, is actually locked. I, I look at the, the one standing closest to the gate, and I tell him to, to drop, the, drop the rifle or drop the shotgun and unlock this gate. Uh, he drops the, uh, the, the shotgun and then looks at the guy with the pipe. You, come unlock this gate. And I, you know, motion for him with the gun. Go. And the, 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 man, the man with the pipe... Um, Seemingly trying to keep his, his back towards the gate. Um, sort of um, shuffles towards the, the, the lock and rummages in, in his pocket and pulls out just a single key. It's not a key ring, it's just one iron key. And puts it in the uh, lock, turns it, and the gate opens. I'll, I'll kick it so it opens fully. And the soldier should be outside by now. Our soldiers. 
Well, we, yeah, we start. I start moving everyone up as soon as the uh, as soon as I see the lantern. Axe out. So are you are you giving the the lantern signal now then? As soon as soon as the gate opens, you oh yeah, yes. you said as yes. soon as the gate opens, didn't you? Yes, of course. Sorry. Um, okay. Well, you you flash the lantern, and uh, a few moments later, soldiers begin filtering across from the the other side of the lane from out of the trees. Um, at the same time. Uh, I believe there was a, a, another group where we're told to go over the wall as well, and they? Yeah. yeah. So some of them will. They're, 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 they'll be going through to their allotted uh, positions, as as outlined in the uh, in the in the plan that you formulated in the in the last episode. I motion for the three guards to move against the wall and don't move. And they can see now that they're soldiers, so they're gonna they're not gonna probably try anything. Yeah, I mean there, there are quite a lot of soldiers coming through. So if you if you wanted to delegate someone to uh, to guard mm -hmm. them or to watch them take them off somewhere, well, we have manacles, right? Um, yeah. There are manacles in the carts, but the carts have not yet arrived. Oh, that's right. They they show later. Okay. The the, the carts are, are, are scheduled to arrive at about half past one. Right. A little further down the road. So now all we need to do is march up the. March up the uh, the the drive to the where the the front door is. Right, send some guards around. Is that the idea? They're going to go around the house, and guard right. the exits. Oh, yeah, that was your plan. Yeah. And uh, we don't have to chain up the the carriages. We'll just have to chain up the door to the the stable. Yep. And we should have uh, four guards on the corners of the wall. As, a, as well as guards coming over the walls. Right. I mean, uh, soldiers. We basically got them all trapped in yep. at this point. And, and then once that's done, I come in, firing my pistol shot, and we rush in with the, uh, the swivel gun cart and the, uh, the barricade and block off the entrance so that if somebody does try to escape on horse, they won't be able to. Okay, well, I mean, uh, it's going to take probably about 10 minutes um, for everyone to get in position. Okay. And has um, anybody in the house noticed that this is going on outside, or are they just busy doing whatever they're doing? Well, the, the thing is, what with this being a role-playing game and everything, that um, they might well notice. But I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Um, Babon, do you want to stay on the cart or do you want to go in with us? Well, the uh, sergeant must lead his men. I'll uh, I'll accompany you in. All right. Well, you walk behind us because if anything <laughs> happens, it hits us, not you. <laughs> We've lost Sorry, one too many. One sergeant, yeah. But my intention now is to walk up to the front doors and kick them open. And uh, if that seems like a feasible thing to do. Well, your, your intention is somewhat thwarted by the fact that there are still um, four 
of the footman lingering around outside the front doors. Okay. Well, as we approach, then I just yell at them and say, get out of the way. And I'm assuming we're all, you know, fixing our shot as, you know, with the bayonet on them. Like they make way, make way for the king's guard. Um, and how how many soldiers have you got with you at this point? In our in our little group, or all together? Um, in in your little group that's going into the front of the house. Probably a detachment. I thought it was going to be about fifteen or twenty of them. We're going to be fifteen as well. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's me. Bon, Beaumont, Pressy, Eugel in the front, then the sergeant, and then more guards behind them. Like 15, but uh, they were to break away as we got closer to secure any captives, as right. I remember. That's right. So they're there. But we've got, we've got a little entourage walking in. Okay. Um... So you're sort of walking across uh, towards the house, much in the manner of uh, Le Chien du Reservoir. And uh, let's have a, I'm just going to have to pull up. Do we get the music as we're walking to? Um, if you could imagine the music, but played on an accordion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've now kind of got going on in my head. Okay, well, as you, as you approach, the four um, footmen clearly see you coming towards them. Um, and their reaction, to be honest, is... Uh, is not what you expect because um really i expected they, to get the they, hell out of the way <laughs> they, run, they run straight at you weapons out there's a, a couple of them have whips uh, uh, one of one of them has um well basically a big club and, well, we're not uh, the kind of persons, people who are unnerved by attacks. We have our bayonets. The, the, other, the other appears to, to have a, a small knife. All right. I'll, I'll fucking bayonet the first guy who comes at me. I'll shoot. I'm going to shoot as well. Okay. If you make your rolls for, for shooting. Okay. I passed for bayonet. 37 out of 85. It's a hard success. I forgot to move my gun. That's impossible for a soldier. No, I, no, well, <laughs> I, I rolled an 89. So I go to click and nothing happens. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's right. We'll just bayonet him. Okay, so who, who hit? I got a 23 out of 30 on Bayonet. Oh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do yours in a minute. Okay. Because we'll, we'll do hand-to-hand -hand combat in a second. Um, I, I hit with a hard success. You hit with a hard success. Can you roll for damage, please? Yes. Nine. Ooh. 
Okay, there's one of them who was uh, advancing to you with um, a whip in his hand. Um, he takes the, the musket ball full bore in the chest. And, um, and he sort of stumbles forward a couple of steps and then just falls forward. He's, he's not, he's clearly not dead, but he's, um, he's on one knee with, um, his, his whip hand is, is resting on the ground to support him and his other hand is clutching his chest and he's just breathing very, very hard and, and pushing against his chest. Um, he certainly doesn't look like he's going to be getting up in a hurry. Um, did anyone else hit? Nope. Our pistol shot yeah. goes wide. Okay. Um, in that case, Dupois, as you're going in to, I'll just, I'll just decide which one of them is attacking you. The, uh, okay, you're being attacked by the one with the club. Okay. Um, so as you're, um, Going to bane at him. He's also running towards you with the intention of, of, of whacking you with a club. Okay. Did you hit? Yes, I did. Um, well, he missed. I got 23 out of 30. Okay. So at the uh, last oh. minute, I just bring up my bayonet right where his throat is, and I got 10 points of damage. Oh. Off the back of his head. <laughs> damage on my bayonet, by the way, is 1d8 plus 1 plus my damage bonus. So it's an eight sided dice and a four sided dice. And I got a four and a five plus one. So. Okay, well, um, you get him right through the throat. And I look into his eyes. He's cold, dead eyes. <laughs> oh, well, he's he's kind of he's kind of just lingering on death's door at the moment. I bring my foot up and I kick his body off of my bayonet. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna live for this shit. <laughs> he he is he is effectively given that he's just taken a, a catastrophic injury. I'd say he's effectively out of the game. But I'll I'll, I'll just um... oh yeah yeah <laughs> he's he's passed out completely passed out. I'm probably dying, but almost certainly about to die. So we got two more people, don't we? We've got two more people, and um, they are attacking. Uh, well, I shot at one, but I missed. Or uh, I tried to, and my, my gun jammed. So. Okay. I didn't um, attack. I was holding back of, to defend. Uh, also, I, I yell out, we need witnesses. Remember, the captain asked for witnesses. 
we are the witnesses. <laughs> well, I didn't want the uh, servants to testify. Or the other, or the Aristos. <laughs> yeah, These the men Aristos are not will, going to be good witnesses. The Aristos will immediately, they're, they're all pussies. They'll immediately turn their backs on the cat. If he gets That's it. why I didn't attack. I was just going to try and club him. Okay, Bamon, the, uh, the man who is uh, advancing on you um, has just a, a small knife. Um, so at the moment, he's not in range of you uh, for hand-to-hand. Next turn, he will be. Um, Aban and Ugel. Odds and evens. Well, I'm behind everybody. Um, oh, okay. Well, Ugel, um, the guy who's coming towards you has rather a large whip. He's one of the men who was whipping the, the animals. Um, and he is going to attempt That's got really weird damage the whip. One D three plus half damage bonus. That's strange. Okay, well he makes an attempt at striking you with the whip. Oh, and he gets a nine. Ooh. Can I try and dodge? Um, you I can, yes. Because I didn't take any action, so you'd need you'd need a really good dodge. Remember, nope. if you're good if you're good at melee, you can use that instead to parry. Oh, can I? Yeah. Yes. I have sixty unarmed. Fighting brawling, man. Yeah, yeah, fighting brawling, like you yeah. basically putting up your uh, your rifle to block it. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I rolled a 38, so. Just means you can't use your rifle to shoot. Mm, against against his nine, I'm going to say that he does hit you there. Yeah. Um, so half of his damage bonus would be... Three points of damage. Oh. Slapped you with that whip. Yeah. So just, just, just the end of it. Just sort of cuts across the side of the neck. Game on now. <laughs> and there is also the complication that having heard the shot, I, and there appear to be more people coming out from the house now. Okay. Any of them Aristos? No. um, There are two more footmen coming out from the house. As they open the door, I yell, um, you're all under arrest in the name of the king, the emperor. They don't even pause. Okay. I turn back to the rest of the soldiers and shout, you to that side, you to that side, firing lines. Kill anyone who comes through that door. Remember, there's Aristos inside. <laughs> uh, whatever. There should be one left alive at least. So, if, if we kill an Aristo, they had their weapon, they were trying to kill us. 
Okay. That's not well, the way the law works. <laughs> I think if we kill an aristo, the rest of them will stay in the damn house. <laughs> <laughs> the repercussions that will come down from that aristo's family will be devastating for us. That will be devastating for Sergeant Renault, who was planning this mission and who, who uh, gave the order before his tragic death. Oh, and if these, these, the, these Aristos are doing some sort of devil worship, their families will keep quiet, um, keep silent. Yes, okay, well, um, five of the, uh, of the soldiers um, open fire, several of them hitting their targets. Okay. And um, the, 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 the two footmen go straight down. We want to push our way forward into the... Into that manner, yeah. The okay, well, um, at the moment as well, but don't forget that at the same point, uh, Boman, this, this fellow with the knife is now on you. Um, and Ujel, the, the guy with the whip, is continuing to close in on you. Well, now I'm going to swing at him if I can. Okay, give me a brawl roll. Can I use the, the bond of my uh, rifle? Yeah. 26 out of 60. Um, not a hard, so just a regular success. Just shy of a hard. I pulled up the wrong thing there. Um, now, I think it's uh, the same value as the Kosh, isn't it? The rifle butt. Sure. Uh, which is 1d8 one, one plus one D8. Bonus. no damage bonus and I'll roll down four points okay it's four points of damage crack your skull yep okay he is going to try and hopefully making the whip ineffective at a close range well, with his 94, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, sort of, he, he just sort of cracks the whip behind him, but um, fails to do anything in front of him where you are. Um, Bowman, the, uh, the man who's attacking you, is uh, bearing upon you with a quite disappointingly small knife, really. Is, did Pressy say he's going to try to crack the guy? I I would like to to go after uh, whoever's closest, you know. Actually, with the bayonet, it's it's going to be the most convenient weapon I have. Okay, well the guy the guy with the knife is is closer to you. Oh, I got a sixteen. I I connected. But that's just a regular success. I've got a real low number on the bayonet. Okay. Give me a damage roll. Seven. Oh, God, sorry. Um, you just cut his hand off with the knife. <laughs> um, hang on, actually, now... What did you just roll against for your, um, you were rolling against Brawl, weren't you? 
Well, I use the score that was written down next to Bayonet. If I use the one next to Brawl, then it, it would have been a hard success. Yeah, Bay Bayonet, you should be using spear skill. Because so uh, it gave us a Bayonet skill. Right, yeah, that's why I just used what was written well. next to the Bayonet. Okay. I was just checking. Okay. I couldn't remember which two different sheets and I couldn't remember which ones I gave you. It's okay, actually much fine. lower than my brawl, so yeah, it, it yes, must take yes, into yes, account. Yeah. Okay, well let's say um that goes through the side of his body. Um on the the left side. Uh into his guts. And um now he's effectively stopped. Now he can't um, advance towards Bowman. Um, he could possibly um, extract himself from your bayonet and move sort of across to the side. But at the moment, you're, you've effectively got him on your bayonet. And it's right in front of Beaumont, so Beaumont could actually coup de grace, couldn't he? Um, yes. Well, at the very least, I think I'd, I'd give uh, Beaumont, if you wanted to attack him, Beaumont, I'd give you a, um, a bonus dice for that, because he is, he is, he's, he's, he's on a stick, yeah. essentially. I mean, he's just being held there for you to attack. Drop him, Michelle. And, he, and he's just, I mean, he, he completely failed to connect with his, with his knife. All right. Uh, if I shoot at him now, would this be considered like point blank? And does that. Uh, Pretty close to it. Did, yeah, I'd, I'd say this was point blank, yeah. All right. So much more fun using the bayonet. <laughs> I bet. Uh, the butt end, though. Oh my god. Weather's called cracks. Crack. Ooh, that is a 22 out of 55. So that is a hard. Okay. Uh, in that case, you've got uh, 1d10 plus 4 damage. Uh, well, that's only six. Six. Well, that that's okay. That's what I was going to say because one d ten plus four with the amount of hit points he's got left, that's um, an instant kill. So he just drops like a sack of potatoes, albeit a, a sack of potatoes currently suspended on the end of, of Pressy's bayonet. Mm -hmm. I wiggle him off there. So you have to, yeah, you have to sort of like push him off of the bayonet. Um, now, the one who was uh, previously attacking um, Ugel with the whip um, has a kind of uh, what we might describe as an epiphany at this point. Um, and his uh, raging anger and bravado um, seems to be faltering somewhat he's he's stopped rushing towards you Michelle, and he's just sort of 
standing there um, looking around. <laughs> Let's see if I can crack him with the butt of my uh, rifle. Knock him out. Right in the face. Okay. 34 out of 60. Regular success. Okay, he's going to try and dodge. And uh, he gets a 79. So he's, he's not doing that. Roll for damage, please. Six. Six, yeah. Yeah, he's out. You crack his head like a like a rotten egg. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a, a bone jarring crunch that you feel all the way up to the shoulder and he just drops. Now at this point um you hear um several gunshots from the, the side of the house in the uh, the direction of the uh, the coaching um, the, the, not an inn but the uh, the coach house um, which given that you haven't really you've only seen one footman with a, a weapon who was the guy at the gate you could be re relatively sure that it's, it's probably um, your soldiers firing on someone Warning people not to leave the other exits. Yes, possibly, possibly a warning shot. Um, now that the firing and the fighting has stopped, you're, you're very, very aware of the sounds from inside the house. Okay. And um, probably the weirdest thing about it is that you can still hear people making the sounds of animals in there. So at this point, can we step up to the doors and step into the parlor or step into the front? And can we see anything through the windows? Do we have the whistles that we talked about before? The whistles? Yeah, there was, I, I was talking with the Sarjan about it before we, while we were planning oh, it. Yes, yes. When we located um, the yeah. count, we were supposed that to was, the Exactly. That's what I was going to say is everyone... And I'm going to kind of like say it out loud. If you see the count, blow your whistle. He is and the first of our, uh, of, of our objectives. Also, before we advance, I wanted to point to a soldier and tell him to secure this man. That way they tie up the guy I knocked out so he doesn't get away. Yeah. Okay. The, the, uh, also, the one that I... I put the uh, the musket ball into if he hasn't bled out. Yeah, we've kind of stepped over those people to get let the soldiers behind us take care of whatever they yeah they are. Yeah. Well, from where from where you are, once you once you enter the uh, the foyer, um, you've got quite a good view of um, of what's going on inside. Pistol in the crook of my arm, reloading as fast in, as I can. In the foyer itself, um, there's currently no one in the foyer. Uh, all the action, as it were, is taking place at either end. In the dining room, 
and uh, what I think was uh, you saw was a ballroom uh, last time. Well, both, both of these rooms had the doors open, so you can you can see what's going on. Um, and in, in in either room, the furniture is pushed into the corners of the room, and there appears to be um, food and uh, straw strewn all over the floor. There's straw all over the floor in the foyer as well. And there are uh, troughs full of what is clearly wine. You can smell that it's wine. Um, but what, what you see is, is truly disturbing. Um, there are people, men and women, well-dressed people, uh, cavorting uh, with abandon, eating from the floor, um, well-dressed, but wearing the bloodied heads of animals. Um, some with, with, with scraps of the, 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 the pelts and skins hanging down over their backs. Um, mules bray with hysterical laughter. Cows moo. Um, the sheep bar and, 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 and scurry about, chased by people dressed as dogs who, who, are, who are biting their arms and legs ganging up on them. Um, you catch a, a glimpse of a woman dressed as a deer who uh, flits into the room, looking around pensively and then rushes out again. Um, and everywhere, people are just rutting and screwing like animals. Um, all of them making animal noises. I go up to the closest man on the floor. I grab him by the scuff of the neck. I lift him up and I say, where is the Comte de Fenelic? If he, I don't see the Comte. He looks you dead in the eyes and says, <laughs> and I, I slam him down. Make I a spot that. hidden. All of you make a spot hidden roll. They're all insane. Uh, uh, I got a no seven. Seventy-eight. I failed. I failed I, with an eighty. I got a forty out of forty-five. Base so pass. Okay. Um, Dupois, in the um, looking in the dining room, just as you just as you throw the uh, the man dressed as a mule down on the floor, you see Fenelik pass through the crowd just at the other end of the room. Only for a second, then he's gone. Uh, Boman, you are looking into the, the, um, into the ballroom and probably, I don't know, about 20 seconds after Dupois has just seen something, you see, well, it's odd because first of all, you, you, you think you see Fenelik again, but then he's gone behind a curtain and then you 
catch a glimpse of, of what looks like a wolf, not, not a man dressed as a wolf, but a real wolf moving around amongst all the people. Um, and Baban, you, you swear you just saw a tiger. Only for a second, but there was a tiger in there, a real tiger. But it was gone again. Then moments later, you can see Fenelik standing in the corner of the room. He turns, walks behind a man dressed as, 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 as a bull, and he's gone again. What is this witchcraft? <sighs> I, uh, I, I reach into my uh, shirt to pull out the, uh, the thing that I have. I know we're not supposed to put Aristos in chains, but it says nothing about animals. <laughs> I like your thinking, Uzel. Okay, but there, but there are too many of them for everyone to to clear out. Well, we don't care about them. We want Fenelek. Where is yes. he? Fenelek! I'm going to just begin shouting. Guard Come. the exits. Guard the exits. Face your justice. Dupont. Mm-hmm. As you give the order to guard the exits, give me a spot hidden roll. Uh, 84. That is not a pass. That's a shame. Um, where is everyone at the moment in, in relation to the ballroom and the dining room? The ballroom is on the right-hand side of the foyer. The dining room is on the left-hand side of the foyer. I was close to the uh, the ballroom. Okay. Probably on the left, the left side. Oh, I'd be on the left also. The other two? I'm looking towards the uh, uh, the ballroom, but keeping an eye on the soldiers that we brought in as well. Yeah, I'm going to be with the soldiers, um, covering, I guess, the uh, the exits. Maybe you okay. This way. Well, Bowman, first of all, give me a um, a spot hidden. Uh, Nineteen. Excellent. Um, as you're casting your eye about covering the exits, you notice that the windows in the foyer, and then sort of instinctively glancing at any other windows that you can see, maybe one, you can see one window in the ballroom and maybe from where you are in the distance, you can see the windows in the dining room, but they're too far away to tell. But you can definitely tell that the, the windows nearest to you have been nailed shut. Mm. You know, and properly nailed shut as well. I mean, in the, they haven't been just had nails whacked into them with a bit sticking out to be removed later. They have been firmly and solidly nailed shut to the extent that you can see hammer marks on the frame of the window. 
All right. Uh, I'll let me study this. Let me study the windows uh, a little bit further. I'm trying to figure out why they would have these nailed shut like this. Um, is there anything obvious around, I guess, around the windows? Maybe something, I don't know. I, I want to say ritualistic, but- uh, other, other than the fact that they've been um, nailed shut, there's n nothing else to distinguish them at all. Although, give me, give me another spot hidden room. Sure. Uh, that is a 34 out of 55. There are two doors. There's a double door that leads um, into the foyer from outside. Now, one side of it was open because mm -hmm. the two footmen had just rushed out. The other side was closed. Um, you, you can see now that the, the closed side of it um, is, is also nailed shut. And to the left side of the door, looking out, um, you can see there's a hammer leaning against the wall down at ground level by the skirting board. And um, half a dozen or so nails next to it. And at this point, I'd like Baban to, um, to give me a spot hidden roll as well, please. Uh, that's five out of 55, so that's a, uh, an extreme. You, um, I mean, it's difficult to look away, really. With this scene of debauchery going on, it's just, it's, it's just, it, it typifies the very worst of what you imagined that, that, that aristocrats get up to. Um, but in the middle of it, um, every now and then you, you catch a glimpse of something odd in, in, on the other side of the, the, the ballroom from, from where you're standing. It, it's difficult to see what it is at first because you just you just catch a, a glimpse of what, what looks like a, a sort of silk page boy's costume and, and, and a flash of red and then it's gone again and then it's back again and it, it takes a little while for you to, to, to really to really focus on, on what this incongruous object is. And then then it hits you that it it seems to be the the Dauphin, the dead boy with with an apple in his mouth? No, no, hang on. It's it's not. It's 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 not the dauphin. It's 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 the sort of thing that the, the dauphin would wear. You've seen 
portraits of the of the the, the, the royal child. Um, he was always wearing these these kinds of uh, page boy outfits with the, the 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 big frilled collar and things. But this no, this isn't this isn't the Dauphin. This is this is this is a a, a dwarf dressed as the Dauphin with an apple stuffed in his mouth and a, and a look of abject terror on his face. Okay. And standing next to him appears to be a woman dressed as an angel. You five, guard the door. You five, into the... Uh... Dining room. You five with me, Dupois, into the ballroom. I've seen something. Okay. We more Capitan, more, more, more Sergeant. Pressy, uh, Ugel, go, go with the other men. Check the, check the, uh, uh, the dining room. And I'm, I'm making my way into the ballroom towards the uh, dwarf. I will go towards the dining room. And, and by the way, I, 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 as quickly as I can, uh, I want to be reloading during all of this. Yeah, I'll reload as well. Um, I'll also let him know about the doors and the windows being uh, hammered shut. Do not let those men do, do not let those men allow that door to close for any reason. All right, I'll I'll uh, bark that order to the uh, soldiers. <laughs> Okay, as you as you get into the ballroom, you can clearly see now that um, yes, this is a this is a a little person dressed as the as the the dead infant. I mean, he, he's made up to look like a, a, a corpse. His his skin is whitened. His eyes have been blackened to make them look hollow and sunken. Um, but unlike everyone else here, he looks scared. He looks scared, and he looks like the—I mean, the the, um, the the apple in his mouth. He's not eating it. He, that that apple—it's been rammed in his mouth like a um, like a pig, like a gag, like a suckling pig. Yeah, I'm, I'm making my way up towards him. Uh, you said there was a woman standing next to him. Yes, she she looks um, equally upset. I mean, she, whatever whatever madness has overtaken the 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 the, 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 the aristocrats at this at this party, it, it 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 looks as though some some other form of of horror has struck them because they they just look for what for want of a better term, it, it just looks like abject misery on their faces. Is is he trussed up and like on a table or something, or is he just standing? He's just standing there. And they don't. Neither of them appear to be tied up or anything. No. Okay. I'm gonna make my way up to him and grab that apple and pry it from his mouth. 
he uh, he coughs and splutters and uh, looks up on, at you. Um, there's a, just a, an instant of relief on his face, and and then he he stops and and looks just to the side of you, behind you, to your left. I turn to see what he is looking at. Yeah, same. It's, it's quite the strangest thing you've ever seen in your life. A cloud of smoke or mist has has rolled in from the, the from a door at the other end of the ballroom and and as as this mist rolls towards you it seems to be coalescing into a shape the shape of a man and it's hard to tell that the point at which it stops being missed and becomes something else. But somehow, suddenly the mist is gone and you find yourself looking into the cold, uncaring eyes of Count Fenelik. And at that point, we will end for tonight. <sighs> <laughs> Excellent. And we meet again. That was a really good episode. Our players included Wayne Worthy, Fred Carter, Luke Strom, Jason Melnichok, and myself with Mick Swan as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. And to leave us some comments we like reading. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.